It's July 9th, 2018, and we're the Smash Mouth of Dota podcasts. I'm Six Datmar. And I'm legally obligated to tell you that I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow Reborn, a Dota 2 podcast where you actually talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. Very occasionally, apparently. We've been quite tardy. Nick, you're looking kind of dumb. With which of my digits, would you say? Uh, just generally speaking. In what position? Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at every position. Sorry for being gone for a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It, yes, it was a, a confluence of lots of things. I finished school, I graduated, I moved, I just went to the first day of my new job today. But, you know, it's time to set aside some time to hit the bottle, you know? It's important to hit the bottle. you got to put aside childish things and do something adult, like a podcast about Dota 2. Yes ostensibly about dota 2 yeah occasionally on a podcast um yes indeed so here we are uh it's since it's been a number of weeks we get a nice we get we get our our pick of the litter of topics because there's so many things i've minimized so many things on our notes well i minimized one thing and just deleted a shit ton it's nice we've got like yeah we're looking at the macro picture Normally, we have to kind of work harder for that. When we go week to week, it's like, okay, what is Reddit bitching about and what is actually happening? But mm-hmm. hey, now we're, uh, we got a little bit less Reddit this podcast. So, a happy birthday to Jackie Mao. Yes, patron saint of Bottle Crow. Mm-hmm. He has made it through another rotation around the sun. He's also quite popular on Reddit, speaking of. These days, people are yeah. are back on the hey guys, EE destroys his items, train. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So that's happening again. Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've had our we've had our conversation about that already. We could rehash it, but it'd just be us. I, yeah, I would yeah. rather destroy a real life item. Like I have a mug, I would rather destroy the mug. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we're gonna get anything out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so just we'll say happy birthday to him and. uh and we'll move on because And we'll you... give them some food tips later. Mm-hmm. So you got a chance to pull uh to go to the We Like Dota Live showing and uh and, and hang out with some of the folks, right? Yeah, that was that was very cool. It was like the I think uh, yeah, Jim contacted me like a month or two before. He said, like, hey, are you gonna be in town? Because it was in Philly and I lived in Philly and went to school in Philly. And it was literally two days before I was going to move out. <laughs> so it worked out really well. Uh, we went to the Tattooed Mom. It was like this, like, not a dive bar, but, like, it was very decorated. Like, lots of very intentional graffiti and, like, you know, it was a, a very tattooed bar, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, thoughtfully decorated, but very busy. It was like a cool place, like a cool bar. And we went upstairs and I had another bar there and then in like a back room. And it sounds, it's, it sounds much more shady. We in like a back room that's like some couches set up. Jim and Sam sat on, you know, had mics. There was a bunch of us there. I got to meet Dota people in real life. It was weird. I met Sam, uh, his fiance Adriana, Jim, uh, Greg, Bob from the We Like Dota community. Uh, and then there was at least two people there just from Philly because they posted on the Dota 2 subreddit, I think. And they just like showed up. They'd never even heard the podcast before. I talked to another guy who was like just there. He was cool. Uh, hmm. his name was Ryan. Shout out to Ryan. Uh, it was, 
It was cool. <laughs> like, you know, I like the We Like Dota podcast generally. And then hearing those dudes talk about it live, you know, we had a, a live question. They have a segment called Noobs Ask Noobs on the podcast and they had a live Noobs Ask Noobs where we just like asked questions and talked about Dota. <laughs> and we ate tater tots because apparently the bar was famous for its tater tots. And it's been a hot second since I've had tater tots. They're pretty good. How, those were good tater tots? They were actually, well, I mean, it's honestly hard to go wrong with tater tots, I feel like. Mm. Mm. I mean. So they weren't exceptional tater tots. So the tattooed I mean, mom. They, they were, but like. I'm just teasing. I feel, I feel like it's a low bar to not have bad tater tots. But mm. I got poutine tater tots. It was insane. Ooh, my goodness. It was gravy and like cheese curds on it. Mm-hmm. I've never had real poutine, but it was pretty good. Really? And, uh, yeah. No. I don't know where I could get poutine. I should probably just make myself poutine. Yeah. Um, I, I would say the key to a good poutine, in my opinion, is you want more of an herb gravy. Um, you can mm. think, cause there are different kinds of gravy, and I feel like the type of gravy makes a huge difference as far as the quality of the poutine. That does make sense. Yeah. That's gravy. Mm hmm. All gravy right. Well, gravy. I'm glad that, I'm glad that meetup went well. Um, yeah, that was that was good. You know, a good send off for me as I left Philly. Got to meet some cool peoples. And if we have any listeners in the uh, SoCal area, uh, I'm out here in SoCal, and uh, that's cool. You can never see me. Oh, I, well, never. that's because you don't actually exist. You're just that's true. A, a Discord that's true. bot. You're getting more and more complex. Actually, actually, uh, you know, listen. In the upcoming months, it's possible that if you happen to go to Wednesday night fights. In SoCal, you might see me, but that's not a Dota setting. I can't be a Somebody do that. There. Please. Somebody stock six. Uh, uh, it's about you'd time. Find out, you'd find out that the, the person that all, all, the, all my friends are like, oh, like, it's six, the fighting game person, and I'm actually terrible. <laughs> uh, my dark secret. Is it possible to be good at fighting games? I mean, I, we are Dota 2 players. It is possible to be good at Dota, so I feel like it. It should be possible to be good at fighting. No games. one's good at fighting. The people at Evo are all fucking mm -hmm. terrible. That makes sense. I mean, I could beat them. It just doesn't make me good. Yeah. I mean, like, Kuroki. You're fucking trash, honestly. Garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. That's what they call them. That's what Kuroki means. Mm-hmm. In, In Swedish. Uh, <laughs> Swedish. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We played some Dota. Since we, we last uh, we last podcasted, and we played some. Uh, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yesterday, I've been like away. Well, my computer hasn't been constructed, and I've been away for like two weeks. So I had a two week dry spell of Dota, which doesn't happen too often these days. Uh, and then yesterday, we played two games. Two games. But well, it felt like four. Yeah, it did, didn't it? <laughs> um, I think we both broke our records for longest game. We got a 97-minute one in there. It was uh, it was, it was something. A very long game. It was uh, a yeah. ridiculously long game, actually. It's I don't. It's it's one of those things where I feel like you know part of the problem. And I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. We always talk about how when we when we queue as three people. Mm -hmm. One of us really needs to play at core, <laughs> like one we of say the carries. every game actually, and we do it not a lot. Yeah, I mean, you play a core a decent amount of the time. Yeah, uh, I do, but like sometimes I want to play techies, guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has something to do with it being a ninety-seven minute game, but we also won it. 
We did. It's important true. to note. Not not honestly important to note after ninety seven minutes. <laughs> Victory and defeat kind of feel the same after that point, but But it is um like hmm. I do wonder if it's actually when it goes when it goes okay, it's interesting to feel like we're not the ones necessarily driving the match. Yeah. Interesting is the word I would say. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like it is, hmm, it isn't just like actively bad completely. I mean, it is often actively bad and mm-hmm. I'm often shaking my head like, oh no, why did, why did we do this? Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I mean like, you know, I, I felt like, so, okay, we were playing with a, uh, a storm spirit and a chaos knight. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, the Storm Spirit was doing some things that I thought were stupid. <laughs> it was working um, out a lot of the time, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, very... like, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. It's just he, he had some, he was, he was kind of cocky. Um, yeah. and then the Chaos Knight, I mean, like, I think he was, I didn't have very many problems with his judgment, I think. Um, I think, like, probably a player who was a little more, sc- I mean, listen, I'm not saying this as, like, a sick burn. Like, we could all be better at Dota. <laughs> But, like, he w- he got himself in situations where he would get killed quickly. And it's like, I didn't watch that and be like, wow, you fucked up. But it's like, well, I bet someone could have done that better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You play Chaos Knight. Do you have any you have any words of criticism for that? <laughs> His item build was... He was always, like, he talked a lot during the game. His item build was fine, but, like, a better build could have won the game much sooner. And also mm-hmm. his positioning was a little risky. Like, I love doing that as CK. Just summon your illusions press w on a support they die start right clicking other people they die mm-hmm. but they just had too much on their team because you know everybody was seven slotted at 80 minutes for the most part and so like he just couldn't do that they just had too much lockdown and stuff so i, yeah. I get what he was going for but maybe after the fifth or sixth time that happened <laughs> i don't know he kind of did he wisen up i feel like maybe he did i mean he he did it's all a blur do you want me to blow up his spot right now, Nico? Go for it. Blow it up. Techie's mine. He didn't wisen up. I bought more items to save him. Okay, yeah. You had some amazing disruption. Well, you got <laughs> disruption charges and everything. Like, uh-huh, I got the... You kept I got delaying the, yeah, was, the inevitable. Yeah, I was Shepard Demon. Go I, got, I got the two disruption charges. I had a Hurricane Pike. I had a Heaven's Halberd. Um, I had Ags. I was, I was doing some saving. Yeah. Um, I was playing Techie's... It I went pretty well. I was like solo offlane for a little bit. It was surprisingly good. I had, I had like two or three just like moments where I sat and waited for people to walk over a massive pile of remote mines and it happened. It was just glorious. Uh, the three of us were partied together, at least me in front of the show banana stand. Uh, got it. A big kick. And it's just those evil moments as techies were like, yes, yes, come to me. Come try to stun me, Sven. And now you're gone. Uh, I feel like it's the the difference between Dota and other like more casual ARPG type games distilled into a hero. That's techies. Hmm. And that's why so controversial. I like a lot of techies' ideas. I still don't know if I'm sold on the whole execution. <laughs> but I don't disagree. But I, I just like to play him sometimes. It's just the control. It's all about the control. Mm-hmm. And then our previous match was a, was a lot more... And I felt like it went a lot more smoothly. 
Um, I have no st- idea what that was. That was uh, Nature's Prophet and Monkey King. Oh, from yes. Us. Okay. Yep. Um, it was still it was still a bit of a bumpy ride. Um, we it still went longer than it needed to. Um, but it was it was it was a fun it was a fun good game. Um, yeah, we had some good plays if I remember correctly. At one point, we got in a fight in their secret shop, and I dropped uh, Wukong's command, and then hid in a corner with thirty five <laughs> HP. <laughs> and last as you had fatal bonds time. on you, and you were just yeah. like slowly ticking down as I don't know, like a creep was being attacked by another creep or something. It was very yeah. slow, but you got some good value. You went like tank monkey king. You were disrupting. Position three, four. Good. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying a lot of halberds recently. It's so good. It's a like the really good item. That change that you can't dispel it with BKB is game winning sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you can like get in there before they press their key, you win the fight a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and most people press their BK, like especially at our level, most people press their BKB in response to something yeah. rather than as a preventative measure. And so it's pretty good for that. I mean, and the, and then the people that do press it as preventative measure are really easy to scare into popping their BKB. Yeah, I mean, that's the, it's not like you're gonna waste it if you BKBs. It's just okay. Now you have to wait a few seconds to use it. And so mm-hmm. if you're still alive, you still get the value from the item. It's just not game winning or you know fight winning. Indeed. So uh, you've been watching some of the uh, the well, they're all they're over now, obviously. But did you watch some of the qualifiers for uh, TI? I did. I, I can't remember which ones at this point. There was a bunch of them going on. I tried to watch some of the NA stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was surprisingly competitive. Yeah. Not not in that you know, <laughs> not in that NA is necessarily the most competitive region, but within the region, like these qualifiers were vicious. I did not really know where it was going to go. In the end, like EG handedly won their last series, I think, but mm-hmm. it was like a tiebreaker to get in. And I was, I was dreaming of what happens if you know EG isn't at TI, type deal. Yeah, it was interesting to watch. I felt like I felt like there were some great observations about like EG's, like especially you know like other teams. Hmm. So other teams, you got to see some good stuff from them. But with EG, who who you know ultimately qualified, um, it was interesting to see what. Like the analysis that 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 commentators had on what EG's like strengths and weaknesses were of this form of EG, yeah. and how much it it feels familiar because like the story of EG is it's a bunch of it's it feels like um hmm <laughs> what was that team was Jackie's old team when he was with Owie and Pilotai Cloud Nine NP. NP. NP, NP. It was when they was on NP, and it's like everyone's itemizing without thinking about what anyone else is doing. <laughs> hmm. Um yeah. I saw I saw a lot of that in the commentators and a lot a lot because commentators like like Purge, you know, or like Cap were pointing it out and it was really useful. Like even Grant, and I don't like I don't like Grant. Um No. Uh he's kind of he's kind of a dickhead. I'm sorry for calling you out on, but like, he you fits are. the region. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would feel more comfortable with him if he spent less time talking dismissively about things he didn't understand in the slightest. Um, but he had some, he had some good analysis there, and it was really, I felt, I felt like it was really insightful as to sort of the, the head state of these teams, and it showed a lot about, I wonder if there's a culture at EG of like, 
star playerdom? Because I feel like this isn't the first time EG's had a problem with a bunch of players, like, doing their own thing. Yeah, <laughs> not in the slightest, you know. You've got such big personalities, I'm sure, but it's, I don't know. I'm. Mean, it's probably just part of the lack of team cohesion, hmm. but also the lack of, like, what it seems like to the outside world, a real strong leader. Because it seems like you might need a strong leader, like a you know a loud mouth or something, mm-hmm. with that that group of people. I don't know. It's hard to know, but yeah, they they made it. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've they had made plenty it. of time to keep playing. Now we'll see if they actually put something interesting together. And uh, Navi did not make it. No, no. This is going to be another yep. another uh, Ti without Navi. Sad. <laughs> not unexpected um and then we don't have this on the notes but i we have to talk about the fact that like one of like the navi like fucking like organizers like the members of the like the team leadership the organization leadership said like basically in a translated interview like i expect dendy to leave next season yeah it was something like you know we're there's the possibility of a Navi without Dendi. Dendi said, like, I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I thought it was going to be Dendi saying, like, no, it's time for me to step down. But he's like, no, no, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep doing whatever. I, in the end, it's all about the game. I love the game. It's not really about the money. It's just, you know, classic Dendi stuff. So hopefully he's still around. I'm sure he'll still be around. But, you know, hopefully he has success in the upcoming DPC year. I wouldn't hate to see him off of Navi. Um... Yeah, I'd be interested because we've never really seen that yeah um and I, I i feel like that kind of change up could be good for him and, and you know going like integrating into a different you know, i feel like we always we pretty much always have said like whenever the latest form of navi happens like dendy's not the problem right we always talk about how dendy is so sensitive to the attitudes of his fellow teammates right mm-hmm. and that affects his play so much but like i wonder how that means for him integrating into another team that already exists because that's yeah. just literally never come up <laughs> yeah the thing is like dendy's not the problem on navi but it doesn't necessarily mean he's the solution to yeah yeah their failure so mm-hmm. it's like that's that kind of thing it's like you know we're players get kicked not necessarily because they're the wrong fit or not because they're bad or things aren't working it's like things aren't working well enough you're not fitting in well enough mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not stylish. Or, I mean, you've got situations where it's like, okay, like, we just, the the interaction here, we have too established of a relationship in a way that has become, has soured. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're a good player, I'm a good player, we could play well together, but right now we can't. Yeah. And we need to stop, you know? it's We need to see other people. We do. We do. Navi needs to see other people. Navi's been off the market for a long time, uh, but it's singles night. <laughs> Navi, and uh, I'll or Dendi, excuse me, and I'll buy you a drink. I, I'd like to see that. I'd I'd ship it. You know what? I'd like to see my dream Dota team. Let's get Dendi, Eternal Envy, Fear, Super, and Ice Ice Ice, and or Joey. I think Dendi would just be terrified the entire time on that team. <laughs> but what I I think Dendi and EE could become best of friends. That's what I want to see. They're so fundamentally different. I feel like I just that want could to happen. It. I feel like that could happen, but I think if you ever have Jackie Mao and Ice 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 on the same team, 
too much. Something's going to happen, and it's not going to be good. Oh, maybe that's it's the spark, and it's just going to spark their success. Dota that's 3. What we need some attention. Maybe. Maybe. Yep. I don't know. It's crazy, crazy combinations have worked before that I never would have expected. So Yeah. But these, these qualifiers, it's getting me excited. We've got like a month to go, right? Before TI starts. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hype. Yeah. It's been good. I've started watching a little bit more Dota. Even now, uh, BTS is putting on their BTS Summer Cup, and they've got some teams and stuff who are, are playing. And for the qualifiers, they had like a mega hub, BTS and Moonduck combined. And they had like, they had a lot of people. They had Lumi, who I'd completely forgotten about, but he was great. Uh, Blitz, Cap, Grant Purge, Shiver, uh, Shiver, Odie Pixel, uh, and Pimp Munkle, and Fogged were in Amsterdam, I think. Like they mm-hmm. had an apartment in Amsterdam, so they had you know their remote office, and just it was very fun. It reminded me of like TI six and just like the way they were doing fun stuff. Like they had actually it's still going on bot TI, bot TI is pretty great. You know you have five of the same hero run at five of a different hero. It it's working out well. It's very fun to watch and just. You know, having their uh, like a panel and having predictions, and they talk about it, and it's fun. Uh, I'm sure I missed a lot of this stuff during the qualifier hub, though. They had a blind one v one mid challenge with like you know BSJ Blitz, a, like a bunch of people were there, and basically one player has the mouse and keyboard, and their teammate has the monitor, and you know they face each other, so the person with you know controlling the game can't see the monitor. That was very fun to watch. Cool. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for TI8 to see if they can regain some of the the Dota specialness that I think TI6 exhibited well. Hmm. And TI7, yeah. Oh, TI7. TI6 had specialness, and TI7 was. I think we like. I think we talked about this way back when it happened, but like TI7 was just kind of like it was a good event, but it doesn't. It didn't have the, I don't know, the closeness, the the sense of like people coming together for a fun thing as much. It felt more just like this is an event. Hmm. Yeah, like, that's I, true. I don't know. I like the stupid stuff like, uh, you know, they had the AR for TI6. That was like the new thing, I think. And then at one point they replaced the AR hero in front of the panel with an actual guy in Invoker cosplay. Just like in his fingers were trembling and nobody said anything. Uh, it was the dry humor when they replaced the panel with puppets, just like that kind of stupid thing. That's almost, you know, slacks level. That's my oh, right. I remember we had the yeah. conversation and I disagreed with you. Oh, I thought you that's agreed. right. Well, well, well I mean, like your opinion is garbage, <laughs> I, you know, like, cause I'm here. Um, I, you know, I don't think I've ever said this before on this podcast, but I'm here for Dota. Give me really? Dota. Don't give me fucking, like, <laughs> I'm not here for fucking Jim Henson's puppet show. Six, we, anybody can give you Dota. We can give people Dota, but people aren't going to watch. We could cast, we could hold, you know, we could hold our own hub, a bottle crow hub. I'll just quit my job, fly out to California, quit your job for you, and we could sit in a room and stream all the games. We could okay. be amazing casters. Okay. And it would still suck compared to... TI6. You know what I would do? I w- so here's what we would do different. One, we would have face cams 
So there'd okay. be a face cam of me and you as we're commentating, and a third face cam. And every once in a while, I, like that camera would just be pointing at a cup, and every once in a while, I'd pour a can of of Coca Cola vanilla into it, what? and not drink it, and just pour it in. <laughs> you and, just and keep the, pouring. It'd be into like the an same AR cup. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like an ARG. The 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 chat would just be mesmerized. They'd be like, "What does it mean?" We'd get we'd like you know, every time you get an X amount of subs, you you pour another can in. Or it could be like a Twitch plays vanilla Coke. Twitch plays excuse me. Twitch plays vanilla coke. I feel like you're confused me, by this. Me, and I don't this is know. one of the moments where I'm gonna have to type this into Google. Twitch plays vanilla coke. Wait, is, am I nothing. being accused of ripping this idea off right now? N- nothing. No. No, it's perfect. There's nothing on the first page of Dota of Dota of Google. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Shut Dota. <laughs> I've got. We're on a fucking Dota podcast, apparently. Um, yeah, there's nothing on there, so I think this is a good idea. Twitch plays vanilla coke. Uh, you can find it at www.twitch.tv/slash garbage. I think that's taken. Okay. Uh, Uranium we're, heart. Yeah, I don't think I made a bottle hmm. coke Twitter uh, Twitch. Hmm. And we got a Scanline Media one if you want to watch some garbage. Oh, there you Listen, go. If you want to watch me play Hitman and refuse to use any disguises on throw knives, then uh, I got you. You love that Hitman game. You love It's such a good men. game. I love hitting on men. Wait, what? Um, Wait. Hmm. So Wind Ranger's back, sort of. From from nowhere, she wind walks, wind runs in. From nowhere, she ran into the meta. There's my well-constructed, just pulled that out of my hat, pun. At least to me, it came out of nowhere. She was first phase constantly throughout qualifiers. What the hell? I don't, like, okay, so I watched numerous games where this was the case. Mm -hmm. Um, It seemed like, first of all, it seemed like maybe um, NA was more interested in it than other regions, but still other regions did it too. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't understand what she's offering to them. Cause like, I, yeah. like, this is my favorite hero in this game. Like, but I didn't understand, like, I guess it's the, the transition, right? She transitions from, from core, from support to core. Yeah. And that's, that's really strong. She does a great job of that. But like, it didn't seem like she was offering that much. Like the, the commentators kept talking about like, oh, she just buys an orb of ending and right clicks you in laning phase. I'm like, is that value? I mean, she has a lot of damage, which I didn't really realize. Like at level one, mm-hmm. she has like six something in the sixties. She has great range, pretty decent animation. So like, it could be the ridiculously strong laning meta has something to do with that in terms of just pure harass power. Hmm. I guess. I mean, they nerfed Oove for ranged heroes partially because of that, probably. So you think maybe it's just a case of like she's able to stay relevant in the game just by like she wins the way- lane for her uh, her carry just by like just nonstop right clicking with that oof and yeah. then I mean that's strong I guess yeah <laughs> I, don't I don't know like this is a conversation we talked about this and we ended up not putting it on the um the episode but like. We have had various permutations of the same meta ever since Dota 2. Like, 
I know there have been, like, we talk about a different meta, but, like, if you think about it, it hasn't actually changed that much. It has a lot within one game, but, like, we're still running, like, these are the carries, these are the supports, those are what the roles are, right? Like, yeah, sometimes we still have, you have, like, big macro metagame, just generally, that, like, you don't think about as the meta. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that, like, you can do a bunch of shit in Dota. And, like, what if there was a new role? What if there was a six-team member? What if all these things <laughs> that we just never, like, I'm not sure they'd be good ideas, but it's... Yeah, but it's I, it's been the same. I, I feel like we talk about Dota like it's so fresh, right? And it's so, like, <laughs> like we, we're constantly changing. And I don't think that's wrong, but also we're, we're moving around in such a small space, it feels like. Hmm. You know? I don't, I don't think it's a small space, but I think we are, like, in the same space generally. Hmm. Like, I agree. I agree that there's, like, an overarching, there's a lot of things you just don't think about as being part of a meta game, despite the fact that, like, hey, Dota's got a lot of shit you could do. You could just, disobey the you know the two one two laning setup you could try to get a a three two zero to work one four one three one like you can try it and there's mathematical basically reasons that a lot of the shit doesn't work but it doesn't mean that it can't yeah doesn't mean there's not something out there for you to find you know like when uh what winter discovered stacking right Mm -hmm. doesn't mean there's not other things you can do yeah, and I, 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 I guess, like, if at the end of the International they were like, and, you know, new patch with a six player, I'd be fucking <laughs> terrified. But Yeah, well, I, I mean, wonder... like, 7.0, that was a massive change, and a lot of people, like, there was a lot of people who didn't like it, I think it was overall great, but, like, mm-hmm. it was a big change, and for some people that's not great. Like, that's one of the nice things about Dota, it is, like, a game, right? It's not just some software that keeps changing, but it—I do- mean—but it does keep changing, and we've always had to learn new things. And I think—I don't know—I'm—I'm I'm ready for—I'm ready for a 7.0 sized shift, almost. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And you I know, don't know. I feel I like bet too most much people to, disagree, well, but yeah. I mean, like, I'm down for change, but also at the same time, like, I like this game a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I, I don't know if you feel that conflict. Like, I'd like to see what Icefrog would do if he just, you know, threw spaghetti at the wall. I'm sure it'd be an interesting thing, but Dota. <laughs> yeah. Like, it stuck around for a reason. It's nice that these things are the same and, like, you have a common framework and it's nice to feel comfortable. The brain sure. likes to, you know, have things be the same, see patterns, and feel comfortable about what it can expect to happen on the monitor. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess I guess this is more like a personal like. I mean, can we get a Dota two point five? Just release it alongside it, split the player base. What could go wrong? I mean, hey, you know, I'd be honestly like if they wanted to do what got me thinking along these role this this line actually is the uh, is the announcement of the well sort of the the re-announcement, the rededication to the Community Hero and Item Project. Mm. Um, because 
some of those, like, so, um, the Community Hero and Item Project is basically a custom game that's being run primarily by Suns fan with work from the community. Like, he's, 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 he's sort of in charge, but like, you know, he's getting various modelers and sound designers and game designers, um, to build this project for him, right? Yep. And they're adding heroes to the game in this custom mode. Um, and also items, I believe, is the idea. I have only watched some videos on it and read some things. I haven't played it yet myself, and I would like mm-hmm. to for next time. Um, but, like, so the videos that I've seen have been on their two newest heroes. Previously, the game had two heroes, but, like, was was incomplete, didn't really work right, and, like, they didn't, like, <laughs> it was, like, I think they called it, like, version, like, 0.7 or something. They're like, no, this isn't this isn't good enough, and they kind of gave up on the project, but they came back to it, and they sort of put it out in a 1.0 version with these two new heroes, uh, Viscous Ooze and Lothal. And um, let's just talk a little bit about those heroes. I know you don't you don't sure. know about them, right? I, I, like, very briefly skimmed, I think, Ooze's video. Yeah. <laughs> so please explain. So basically, um, I, I think I like Lothal better as a design. So we'll talk about Viscous Ooze first. Um, Viscous Ooze is basically a strength hero who um can create like um can create these Ooze. yeah can can sort of do like like imagine being able to sort of on a toggle create a like firefly like path but if you sort of stay in one place it'll just spread out like a puddle and get bigger and bigger <laughs> um and it drains his health like rot mm-hmm. um and frankly it seems pretty overpowered uh judging by by what they've shown of it Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this new hero, I'm sure they'll do some balance work. Um, and then basically otherwise he's got some other abilities, but his, his main thing is the fact that he can turn items into strength and then turn make... them back into a gold. Uh-huh. So basically he can eat an item and its value of gold gets turned directly into stats for him. And then he can turn those stats into gold at a 1.5x ratio. So he can, he has, and it's like, there's scaling cooldowns based on what he eats. But basically mm-hmm. it's like he can, theoretically, if you, if you build a refresher and eat a refresher, you get a ton of stats. And then if you can turn that back into 1.5 times its value in gold and sort of keep the cycle going. Um, hmm. I don't like the design that much of that one, but it's, interesting and it uses a bunch of mechanics that dota doesn't mess with like the idea like what other hero has an ability to just like destroy items for stats i guess <laughs> there's alchemist but like well yeah but yeah no i mean that sounds cool down with it but uh lafal i think is actually the the cooler of the two designs they've added recently lafal is a very uh meepo looking motherfucker <laughs> and he's got multiple abilities which are channeled um, and basically he's got like a, um, he's got an AOE, like damage and slow spell that's channeled. He's got a, uh, a heal, which he targets on of himself or on an enemy and it's channeled or no, on a friendly and it's channeled. Or he's got a slow that slows and reduces armor and ramps up over time that he channels on an enemy, right? Mm-hmm. All three channeled spells. And then his ultimate, he clicks on a spot, like, within a range, and he, uh, he like, basically blinks there, and where he was before is an illusion of him, 
and the illusion will continue channeling whatever spell he was working on. <laughs> so he like he starts channeling a spell and then blinks free and the illusion keeps channeling the spell while he fights and he can do that multiple times to create this sort of web of channeled spells. Mm-hmm. And it's genuinely a really cool design. Yeah, that like I'm looking at it now. He looks cool. He looks, you know, like an Egyptian meepo like mm-hmm. his base skin kind of. That's like a cool idea. Mhm. That is a very cool idea. And it just got me thinking about like how much unexplored territory there is within Dota because again, like we we feel like these huge changes happen and they do. But we're not like it's it's easy to forget how big the possibility space actually <laughs> is, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, how long ago did we hear that they want to start releasing new heroes more often? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how long have how long have Pango and Dark Willow been out? That's a good let's Google that right now. Let's, let's Google check. It. Uh uh. Where are you, Lycopedia? Where Probably is my werewolf? Change logs? Created in seven point oh seven, which was which was which I, this is too difficult. So this was uh, 7.07 came out in November or October 31st of 2017. So it has been eight wow. months. <laughs> yeah. They haven't That's sped like, up. No, they've maintained exactly the same rate as far as we know. I mean, that was but two Dota heroes. Plus? You know, that was two heroes yeah, that they released fair. at once. But I mean, that is, you know, one more than we possibly expected. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like, I don't know. I'd like to see what Icefog can do. Like I, this Lethal guy. I just like put him in the game. Like balance him and put him in the game. That would be cool. What? Hmm. It's episode 100. Let's go into heresy. No, oh, here we go. We finally devolved. How would you feel if someone else was like, listen, like, not just like we created a new MOBA, but they were like, we feel like Dota has stagnated and we are creating the new, the like, the spiritual successor to Dota 2. I mean, if it's better than Dota, then we'd play it. But I'm not sure how you do that. It would be a monumental undertaking. It would. Like, you know, I like Valve stuff kind of generally. I'm not sure if that's tied to, to Dota. I'm not sure if I like that. Hmm. Like, I like Half-Life. I like Valve for Half-Life and stuff. I think they create good games. I'm not sure if I'm tied to Dota because of the fact that I like Valve at all. So, mm-hmm. like, if there was a better game, I'd play it. But I'm not sure you you. I'm actually almost positive no other developer besides Valve or maybe some random billionaire who wants it would like put that much money into the time you need to create like a true thing that could surpass Dota hmm. in terms of like the complexity while still being fun type deal. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. Imagine I mean... imagine all the work you'd have to do to create a hundred heroes. It's insane. Yeah, no, that's a stupid amount of work for sure. I mean, like, would you be, would you be down with like, well, we're starting out with twenty heroes, but they're all designs you haven't seen before, and they're cool. 
Yeah. I mean, that would be cool, but I don't know. It would probably not have the complexity if you only have 20 heroes. Mm. Like, sure, please, please, somebody make Valve scared and put more money and people into Dota. <laughs> Some competition on that front would be great. I just don't think it would come. Hmm. It's just not like, you know, if there's big money, it's like 10 cent and they do the League of Legends route or they do, you know, the mobile game route. Yeah. But I, I don't know. There could be, you know, if there's a special enough group of people, they could do it. I'm not foreseeing it. I'm in a weird place where I feel like I'm not, like, I'm getting disenfranchised with Dota, but not with MOBAs. Hmm. And, like, not, you know, that sounds, that sounds harsher than it is, I think. (laughs) Yeah, is it, like, being bored? Like, do you feel it stagnant? Yeah, I I feel it stagnant, and I feel that it's not getting the attention it deserves. I feel like, like, I mean, I feel like you don't need to look further than Dota Plus to to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. To be like, yeah. listen, like, Valve is not taking this shit as seriously as they should. Because they're Valve. I don't know that they know how to take anything seriously. Um, <laughs> like, yep. how long, like, they were like, okay, we're going to have a, a, a reset of your MMR every season. How long did it take them? I mean, they did it at six months. Yeah, that's not a season. I think they said twice a year. I'm not sure about that one, but I also think that's fine. I don't like I don't like the frequent like Overwatch. What do they have like seven a year? It's ridiculous. I don't like it either, but I just don't trust them to do what they say they'll do, and what they say they'll do isn't even that impressive. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I want someone who seems like they're having a like I don't you know I don't want to make this like fucking like you know like smile while you work, but like. <laughs> I want to. I want someone who seems like they're passionate about Dota, and it seems like Valve's doing it because it's their business at this point. It doesn't feel mm. like they've got the passion anymore. It, it doesn't feel like they're doing it because it's their business either. Actually, to me, you're right. I, I don't know. Not, you don't feel the passion, but you definitely. It's it's no cash grab. It's no League of Legends, like Tencent, your mobile game type deal. It's just like, you know, a thing. And I think that's like, I don't know. That's kind of fine to me for a, a long time. Like yeah. they can, hmm, they can coast. I guess I want to say I'm fine with the fact that it doesn't change constantly. Like I like that it's a constant thing, but it, you know, at the same time, that could change for me. That's not everybody's experience, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the constant changing is what got me hooked on Dota. Like yeah. I like, you know. Like, we've talked about it before, and it's been one of those areas where I seem like a complete fucking alien to you. But, like, I love the moving goalposts. I think they're great. I love that I never have learned everything. I love that Mm -hmm. that's, like, not basically possible. Yeah. Um, Because any time I boot up a match of Dota, I want to be learning a new thing. It's, I'd like to make a side comparison. Like, I play some Final Fantasy XIV. do you know how many, so this is in, 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 like, in hours, how much, and you can convert, uh, how much Final Fantasy fourteen I've played. It's not as much as I've played Dota. Nowhere near, but. No, I don't know. I have played 16 days of Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> So 16 times 24, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not max level with any class. 
because mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm not interested in mastery. I'm interested in growth. I'm interested in like, okay, hmm. like this class, I'm starting to figure out how this class works. I'm going to switch to a different class for a while because as if I know how this class works and I feel comfortable with it, it's not that interesting to me anymore. Let me learn a new thing. I'm the same, hmm, I have the same symptom. <laughs> like in like RPG style games, stuff like a, like a Diablo or something. I like mm. the clones like Torchlight. Like I like discovering and unlocking stuff that a character can do. Like that's a fun mm-hmm. thing for me to do in a game. Which you don't like, you don't get the progression in Dota, but you do get like the the mastery and the growing of things the hero can do. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's just a different kind of game, I think, for me. Because like if I played like an MMO, I think I would do the same thing. Well, and I mean, like, like it's, I don't know, it's cooler to see new things happen and like be able to do a different kind of thing in a different way. It's cooler to not have anything feel like a routine or feel familiar. Yeah. And no, I, I get that. yeah, hmm. yeah. So I feel like I don't know. To yeah. me, it feels like too much of Dota is, I mean, not like predictable, but like mm-hmm. everything feels familiar now. And there's like good familiar, and then there's like, oh, I see how this game <laughs> is going to go. This isn't going to end in the next half hour. That's mm-hmm. not a good familiar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. I wonder if it's the fact that the, the fucking lane meta we have right now maybe like it feels very it does actually if i think about like the games i've played it does feel more like uh i don't know it feels more linear <laughs> it feels like more of a linear game mm-hmm. in terms of like what will happen and there are surprises and stuff but it's much less often than i feel like it maybe used to be with the fact that like the laning phase is the hot shit right now and I feel like every meta for, like, a couple of years now, I've been saying high ground is too hard. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's a delicate balance. Yeah. I don't know. Well, let's get back on, on topic with our notes, I guess. <laughs> let's, uh, you know, let's talk about uh, robots taking over. Okay. If we don't play the game, who will? Who will take over? Our spots and the you know unique player counts, robots. They're yeah, they're welcome to it. You, listen. You get me more. You get me more <laughs> items. You do my cavern crawl for me. You can have it. Oh yeah, let's get some farmers in here. Yeah, open AI. You know, last scene one v oneing Dendi and Black and everybody. Now they're back, but there's five of them. They've reproduced and now they have a team, and they're playing against other human teams. And you know they're trying to show it off. With only like a few restrictions, I think. Like, can I don't think you can ward, and a few other things. Uh, I'm sorry. I think something about that, like the bots can't ward or you can't ward. There's a few things you you can't do or you're not supposed to do against it. I th- I mean that's that's kind of fair, but like, it's still very impressive. Despite I don't know, I can't remember what they are now. Because it's been a while since I put this on the notes, but like, it's it's cool because it's this is all just machine learning. Like, there's no algorithm here trying to do decision making like a human would. It's all just they you know mind a bunch of games and see to see like what people did. So it's all machine learning AI stuff, and mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah, 
No, it's 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 pretty neat. I still I'm still hung up on the part where you can't ward and it's supposed I to be a test I, of skill. I, um I don't know if that's true. There was some sort of restriction. Hmm. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, no they're they're they it's not just Shadow Fiend solo mid anymore. They're coming for your jobs. Yes. It's the next level, you know, maybe next time they'll be able to ward. Maybe next time They'll play three heroes and they'll beat your five. They're coming for us. So, okay, there are actually a lot of restrictions. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. So, um, mirror match has to be the lineup has to be Necrophos, Sniper, Viper, Crystal Maiden, Lich on both sides. Oh, okay. No warning. No Roshan. No invisibility of any type. No summons or illusions of any type. No divine rapier, no bottle, no quelling blade, no boots of travel, no tome, no raindrops. Five invulnerable couriers. You just no keep scan. going. You just keep going. Hmm. That's a lot. It's it's still impress it is still impressive. It is still impressive, but I I don't It's like, a little less impressive. I when I first heard it, I didn't hear any of this, and I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!" And it's so like my it's time like, <laughs> is numbered, my days are numbered. But on the other hand, they've had a year, and yeah. only a year, though. Well, you say only a year, but like, it's a computer. It doesn't need <laughs> to eat or sleep or literally do anything but play Dota. Literally, like basically every second since the international. Since the last time they showed open AI, it has been playing <laughs> Dota nonstop. Training their model, yeah. And this is well. The thing is, the, the patch though. I wonder how much that affects. Mm, that's actually a really good point. I wonder how. <laughs> I wonder. It would be so much better if there was an extra like six point eight seven only. <laughs> oh my! That, what if you could like select a different bot? So like you know, we're in seven point one eight. You could see what the win rate is against seven point one seven bots. Hmm keep training them on different data sets but it would take a while for the 7.18 bot to come out though yeah unless they just continuously kept it morphing i yeah i'm glad you know what you played a game last night with a seven point whatever bot <laughs> named six and i had trouble <laughs> adapting <laughs> i had moments where i was like wait that wait, item's wait. more expensive now why are boots 500 gold? That one I have no excuse. That's been the case for a Does, while yeah. now. <laughs> uh, uh. You know what robots can't do? Lo- love? Get drunk. Oh. I think. I, I Some robots can love. They're working on it, I think. Mm, okay. Cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Robots can now do something I can't. Yeah. I've started playing more turbo recently, just like uh-huh. because we've had like small stints of time. And then one night, I think it might have been with some we like Dota fellas. I think it was. Uh, I I played turbo games and I was drinking alcoholic beverages, and it was amazing. And I figured out how to make turbo fun. You just have to be drinking. Hmm. However. I am not a father, and I hear if you know have a kid recently, Turbo is the way you get your Dota fix. 
you know, you have the long nights, you know, not a lot of sleep. You can just like inject it right into your veins with a turbo game. And I'm sure that's valid. But hey, if you're, you know, slightly inebriated, turbo seems to be the way to go. I Oh, yeah, I remember these games. I played one is Enigma. And I went jungle Enigma. Despite the fact that it's turbo, I went jungle. It was it was still fine. Like I was still getting levels and stuff pretty well. Mm-hmm. I had this one black hole where I chased this person for like 15 seconds because I think we got one pick off and then this hero escaped like a gyro or something and they kept running. But I had a blink dagger. I'd just gotten it and I was going. And then I like I had 10 more move speed than them. And by the time I caught up to them, their team was with them. And then I blinked and I got like a three man black hole. And then my team was behind me. That was excellent. And then near the end of the game, we were fighting like five on five at their ancient. I got a five man black hole right outside of their fountain. And I had a refresher orb, I think, probably not the shard. And then it was just a five man into a five man. I haven't had an Enigma game like that. Period. Besides that, it was quite the party night. Oh, that sounds fun. But hey, Turbo, it can still be fun, even if you don't like playing it. Generally. Well, excellent. Just just get intoxicated. Yeah, just have a few strawberries, and then we'll we'll have you play some more turbo. Impair your judgment, and suddenly it will seem like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Th- therefore, it's a good thing, right? That's how that works. Word. Yeah. This was from long ago, and I can't remember the idea. But uh, instead of eggs of the week, we have item of the week. I think you came up with this. It's called Blinken's Sphere. Indeed. So I remember I this remember. exactly. So okay. um, this is an alternate. Um, instead of blocking, it's like a Lincoln Sphere, but instead of blocking the first uh, I- spell cast on you, the first time you are hit by a, a single target spell, uh, you blink away from your attacker, 800 units. Oh, right. Yeah. And it doesn't block the spell? Like, no. Like, would you get hit no. by the spell no, after yeah. the blink? Totally. Ooh. I mean, unless it's a disjoint, unless it's disjointable. A lot of shit is disjointable. Mm-hmm. That's true. Isn't it just better than it? Hmm. It's situationally a lot it's, better. It's, it's, it could fuck you real bad. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That Put was kind of what I was counting There'd be on. a lot of clips, fails of the week. There'd be a lot uh, of people this, trapped who, in trees. Who, who the yeah. fuck is building Blinken's Sphere? Sun's fan. I like it. That's a good idea. Okay. I'm glad we got that on the pod from uh, fucking a month ago, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like a month ago when, <laughs> yeah. like, at, like, 1.30 a.m., I was like, what about Listen, we're getting to the end of the notes. This is, where, this is where we put all of our bad ideas. I was thinking, so, you know, I just got my degree in electrical engineering, but if that doesn't work out, like, I'm, I'm kind of handy. Like, I'm fine. More handy than people who aren't handy, I guess. So I feel like I might be able to, like, you know, if I need to settle down and I have another career path, I could open a, a plumbing shop, a plumbing contracting business called Flange and Tasha. And because it's me and my wife, Tasha, we're a plumbing company. I see. Yep. Okay. Aren't you glad I'm on the podcast? I just saw that on the notes and I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what. I wondered what was running through your head. Yeah. No, I, I, that was probably another 1.30 a.m. at least. But yeah. There you go. And then the other realization we had is that Omni Party doesn't have a Mario Party style board. Omni Party's um, completely missing out. I've been watching 
a lot of I've been watching people play a lot of Mario Party because Six has introduced me to the Giant Bombs Mario Party Party series where they play through all of the Mario Parties and it's a party. And then at and the so end, I've nobody been, wins. Yeah, and it's horrible and Mario Party's a horrible game. And Dota's a horrible game. Hey, no. And so I was thinking, why don't we have something like that for Dota? Because like that would be a great custom game. And Six so is like, we do. It's Omni Party. And I said, no. No, we need the game style board from Mario Party. We need some sort of dice roll. We need some sort of like more chance-based stuff to happen that's just completely nonsense imagine like wouldn't that be a great thing to have in between games at the you know the qualifier hub okay now shiver and odie pixel and pimpmunkle and fogged will play a game of omni party party okay imagine this in a world you boot up a game of dota and you roll to see who goes first and then you go to your lane, and you roll every turn to see how many creeps you get. Oh and God. at the end of each turn, where everybody's taking their turn, then you play a mini game. And it's like, oh, okay, everybody <laughs> try and last hit. Like, oh, everybody, oh, oh, try and block the creeps. Oh, oh. This sounds, ah, oh, God. I wish I, I could sh- make that. That's a golden idea. It's hell. I have described <laughs> it's hell. hell. It's li- dis- how, how, do, how have ten Mario Party games been made? Surely one Dota 2 Mario Party should be made. Why I would really there, like why to see... Why isn't Mario in Chip? He's a, he should be part of a community hero and or item. Like, what about... Put a Mario... Put some sort of other IP hat in there. Put a Mario put a, in like, that. Put a, Stick a Mario in it. What if there was a crossover deal with Nintendo, and you when you pre-ordered the next Mario game, you got a Mario hat for Axe? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the dream. Who's Nintendo dream? and Valve working together, nothing could stop them. If Valve cared. Except for the internet, because <laughs> neither of them understand it. Uh, yeah, so well, that, that ends the more concentrated bullshit part of the podcast. I believe. That, yeah, let's take it to Jackie's Chow. I believe you have some dessert recommendations for us. <laughs> That's some a tips. bad way to lead into what <laughs> I'm about to say. I believe you're going to recommend a specific type of dessert. <laughs> please, please shut up. I, I was thinking, you know, it's the 100th episode and it was Jackie's birthday some weeks ago. You know, Oh, so you're going to talk about I, cake. I, I was going to say, you know, let's talk about a cake recipe. I don't. Like, I've made a cake. I think it was fine. I've actually, I've made Tres Leches cake in the past, and that was amazing. But, like, it's pretty hard to go wrong with that. I'm sure it's, you know, you can make it amazing, but it's hard to go wrong. It's, you know, bake up regular-ass cake, put condensed milk, evaporated milk, and I think cream. Those the three milks you use. Mm-hmm. The trace of the leches. Uh, but that was good. But I don't know. Sixty said, "You don't, you don't really make cakes either." I feel Correct. like I don't want to do cakes a disservice by talking about them too much. 
when we don't have that the required expertise like we have mm-hmm. for every other topic we of course choose to bring up you know of course we're always the most informed so instead i'm going to talk about pie crust because pies can be a celebratory thing too right like you can have a birthday pie pies are better than cake Oof. i don't even know that i'm like making a statement that's just true <laughs> have you had a lot of bad cakes did did cakes do bad things to you icing is not a good time cream cheese cream cheese cream cheese, cream cheese frosting it. is cream cheese frosting can be good but like yeah buttercream or just like a regular or like a no no i mean i'm i'm kind of down with that and that it's a little boring but yeah if I think about like the most plain white cake with buttercream, yeah. But like, just use cream. Why? Why would you literally use anything other than cream cheese frosting? Well, because then there's only one type of cake you can make. You can put it on lots of stuff, not just carrot cake. I'm a firm believer in the cream cheese. Hmm. What about sour cream frosting? What about like a tangy yogurt-based frosting? I feel like that has to be good. No. No. You want no. like a little bit of sour like savory i don't know what if what if what about like a crema a crema frosting what the hell is that crema crema have you never done any kind of mexican cuisine i mean i have okay well uh sometimes in the united states they call it table cream tape nope i've not i don't believe i've heard that is it just like cream like sour cream it's a style of sour cream like cream fresh it is similar to that, yes. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, Pie crust. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're bad at cakes here on the show. Uh, if you want, you know, there's a lot of things you can do if you're making your own pie crust to make it better with, like, the butter and stuff. But what a lot of people don't talk about, though it has, I think, been getting a little more popular recently, use vodka instead of water for your dough. Use half water and half vodka. And it's it makes it like a really good texture. Hmm. Like the whole point of pie crust is, oh, it's supposed to be, you know, both flaky and tender. And so you have to work with the butter when it's cold and you have to do like layers and stuff so that you get little slivers of butter that melt when it bakes. And that's what makes it flaky. But you also want to have enough regular butter mixed in that it's still like, you know, a good crust. It feels good. It's not just brittle. Vodka does the same thing because what does alcohol do? It evaporates before water. God damn it. Don't say it. Don't don't say it. I are you thinking it? Yes. God fucking damn I didn't even realize the trap I walked into. <laughs> I'm sure some of the vodka some of the ethanol in the pie crust does not boil off when you bake it. A small percentage is I just want, you know, people to have more <laughs> vodka in their life. This is, I'm part of big vodka, big potato. I'm I in the pocket you know, of big potato. I'm a professional podcaster. I wasn't going to rehash that discussion. <laughs> I had another. I like shit you were. I had another trap ready for you. Oh, no. What type of vodka are you using? It depends. Regular. Regular potato ass vodka. Okay. So you, like, like, I'm wondering, like, what if you did an apple pie and did apple vodka i want to kill <laughs> <you>. <laughs> it sounds so bad 
Okay, what if? Oh, here's here's an idea. What if you, you have did... something so good, apple pie, so like fundamentally American apple pie, and then you taint it with like some sort of bad apple flavor in a vodka? You're right. You know what? The apple apple flavor would be a little too strong. And I also shit talked cake earlier, and I want to take mm-hmm. it back. So let's do some cake flavored vodka in your pie crust. <laughs> the only acceptable <laughs> vodka flavoring for most things is vanilla. I like black Russians a lot. I like Kahlua, the like rum and coffee spirit. Oh, Kahlua is the best. Kahlua's and good. so like black Russians are good. You know, you put Kahlua and you put mm-hmm. vodka together. And what goes good with like coffee? Vanilla. Like vanilla can be good in a coffee. People I like their vanilla latte cheese. stuff. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I put nacho cheese on a cake. Call it a queso cake. Uh, trace quesos. <laughs> put three different kinds of cheese on a cake like you know they have four cheese or like you know five cheese pizzas mm-hmm. right? they put like mozzarella and i don't know i'm sure plenty of other kinds of cheese what if you did that on a cake and you call it a trace queso you could do like so you could do like a traditional like you could do like a traditional like queso blanco like a uh, white cheese sauce uh-huh. you could do uh nacho cheese sauce like from a can <laughs> easy cheese whip yeah, and then yeah, and then cheese waste for the third layer. For like some decorations, you know, you could yeah, pipe it out. And some texture. Like a, <laughs> cheese waste. On a cake. What kind of cake? Would you use the same just like regular old white cake? No. <laughs> you no, wouldn't I, you have a next level cake to, to I use think you'd want to do it on like a German chocolate. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh. Someday, if we have a live show, I'll, I will make a trace quesos. I will Please remember. Don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I will bring you a slice. I know. I was It'll feeling... be like in that uh, what uh, Matilda, that movie where I don't know someone's forced to eat a chocolate cake. That's all I remember. That'll be I'm, you. I'm sorry for being uncooperative on this Jackie's <laughs> Chow segment. It's episode 100. I'm going to destroy, your, items. Kind I'm gonna destroy of, your, yeah. your food items. I'm feeling kind of punchy. It's episode 100. <laughs> yeah. Very high strung, or you know, you have three digits to put into the episode title. Now we're gonna have to pay for the hosting cost for that extra digit. Oh, yeah, it's I didn't a rough even think life out that. there. Yeah, otherwise okay, it'd well, be that... like Y2K. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. It just rolls over, and we're a you know bottlecore episode. What if we just went negative now? What if we started counting down? What if we just go up and down between one hundred? That sounds like a bad idea. You know what sounds like a good idea? What? Montauk Brewing Company's Watermelon Session Ale. Um, it's good. Hmm. Yeah. So the past week, so, you know, the week before that, I didn't do the podcast because I was moving. My computer was disassembled and, and stuff. And then the week, this this just last week, goodness, uh, I was in Long Island, New York, visiting in front of the show Harodagu. I just randomly, like, went out. He's from there. So I, I stayed there. I learned to surf. Technically, kind of poorly, but like mm-hmm. I rode a wave for the first time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I you know I hung ten. I fully did not hang any tens. It was fun, and uh, when I was out there, he's like, "Okay, you got to try this watermelon beer." I'm like, "What the fuck are you giving me? This is this some strawberry level shit?" And I was Wait, fully prepared. I'm for sorry, to you said I, shit. <laughs> uh, I meant gold. Okay. Yeah. Good. I was like, oh boy, is this going to be like a strawberita? Yay. No. It's a, like an ale. It's a beer 
it tastes I'll say it tastes strongly of watermelon, but it tastes strongly of real watermelon, not like disgusting artificial watermelon. I'm sure it's probably artificial watermelon, but like it tastes not like a candy. I was, I, it's really good and very refreshing, especially like it was 100% humidity out there, at least 80 degrees every day. You just felt like death. Um, and so a delicious cold watermelon ale really hit the spot. And I bought like four six packs and brought them back with me to maryland here and they're very good very refreshing it does it's i was uh pleasantly surprised so i've got two objections okay overruled Uh, the first is uh i googled this and uh this apparently is an ipa this is the watermelon session ipa on beeradvocate.com it does in fact say watermelon session ipa the can and on I... beermenus.com. Oh, well, if it's on both, it's corroborated. I don't know. The can says watermelon session ale. It doesn't taste like bitter or like piss like I think most IPAs do. I don't I don't like most IPAs. Okay. Okay. Well, that was, that was like thing, one of my but... questions was going to be, are you an IPA person? Oh, if you're no. not, if you're not, if you, okay, that's, that's good. I think IPAs I mean, are foul. Like, I think they're very bad. I I don't understand why they're the new fad. Why like every brew, like small or even large craft brewer, has to have like ten IPAs. <laughs> and I guess the other thing I wanted to say is that I said IPAs. I said IPAs were foul, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're foul in the context of beer, which is already foul because all beer is shit. Ah, oh, I see. So. My eyes are Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. (laughs) If you're going to try this beer, is that all beer is bad, Mm -hmm. and if you like it, you're bad. Um, That's probably accurate. I have nothing to say against that. I have no defense. uh, RateBeer.com gives Watermelon Session Ale a 2.82 out of 5. Wow, that is critical. It's it's brutal. I don't know. If you were drinking this in the winter, it'd probably be bad. They gave it a a drubbing, I would say. Oh, they shall not soon forget anti-mage line here. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But if you're in like the greater New York area, I think you can get this. I think they keep expanding. Some areas of PA, probably. It's pretty good. I would recommend trying Montauk Brewery's Waterman's Melon Session Ale. I'll have to send some to Jackie. And any kind of, you know. Yeah. Any kind of beer that gets low ratings from from beer enthusiasts must be good, because yeah. fuck them. Yeah, beer pff, beer enthusiasts don't know shit. Word, word. And on that note, that will not get us. You know, listen. If you wanted to send any questions or comments, uh, <laughs> Bottle Smooth. Crow on Twitter. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to Jeffrey Bryce, aka Pomodi, who did our intro and outro music here on the show, which is the Rhythms of Rift Shadow Ruins. You can find that in the Steam Workshop if you'd like to vote on it and help it get in-game in Dota 2. I also want to give a big thank you to Ashley Ryan, aka Svimmy, who did our podcast art. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at 6detmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. As I said, Bottlecrow is at Bottlecrow. And I think that's the Plug Zone stuff. Yeah. Great. All plugged in. Episode 100. We made it. Wow. Peace out. I, uh, yeah. 
Hopefully we'll do another 100 and then another 100. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll see. Hopefully we'll eventually kill Dota. Man, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if we could cause the death of our beloved video game? What if we outlasted Dota? What would we talk about? It's not like, you know, we have Girls any other things line. we talk about. <laughs> fucking mobile games. <laughs> I hope nobody's listening. We'll see you next time. You're listening to a Scanline Media Network podcast. Check out our other podcasts like Bottle Crow Reborn. So here's the thing, Nick. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. It's not about that. Uh, you actually convinced me. Shit. The Garnet Wager. Uh, and immediately we get Yunji being like, so hang on. Why does everyone call Jinho Kong? And Jinho, like, really circuitously explains because they're making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it means, th- it means bean, but it's all, like, small person, and, like, I'm... Neutral game. So, if you're averse to frame data, you can still play the game, and it'll just sometimes take longer to figure some stuff out. Oops, all anime guide in. I've known some podcasters with taste, and they're all cowards. <laughs> Let's talk about today's menu oh my God. for the Emia family. Operation Serial. Episode 4 yep. was a bit more understandable, but also, I continue to sour on these kids. I think they're dicks. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And our patron-only podcast, Oops All Anime. And he has the blessed privilege of getting an invite. He shreds it in front of her, looks her in the eye, uh, like touches Wipes her face. a tear off of her eye. <laughs> Wipes a tear off her eye and goes, I'll kill you. Visit Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com and our Patreon at patreon.com slash scanlinemedia.